Aloha, everybody, and thank you for listening to the Social Strategies Podcast. My name is Calico Castile. I'm the Partnerships Manager at GSMI, the Global Strategic Management Institute, which is the event organizer behind the Social Media Strategies Summit series. And today, we're super excited to have Bill Zimmerman on the podcast. He is a lecturer at Penn State University, and we're super excited to talk to him a little bit about the intersection between higher ed and social media. So we're excited to have him on the uh, the podcast. Bill, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks, Coleco. I'm happy to be here. This is a great opportunity. Yeah, we definitely appreciate it. And we know that we're, we're going to be seeing you in Boston at the uh, Social Media Strategy Summit um, for Higher Ed. And I know you're going to be giving a, you know, a presentation there, but we're excited to have you um, on the podcast today. Just chat a little bit about kind of um, how you use social media in your day-to-day um, life there at Penn State University and kind of maybe preview a little bit about what you're going to be chatting about um, in Boston. So we appreciate you being yeah. on. Um, Sounds great. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I'm curious, like, let's just start with the basics. Can you introduce yourself to our audience a little bit, kind of tell us um, a little bit about yourself and what you do at Penn State? Yeah, sure. Um, So I work as a lecturer in Penn State's Department of Advertising and Public Relations in the Donald P. Belisario College of Communications, Uh, kind of a mouthful there. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, always... uh, spent my entire professional life working in communications of some sort, uh, and that started out as working as a newspaper reporter. Um, so did that for almost a decade at a small daily newspaper in, in western Pennsylvania. And, uh, you know, that was uh, newspapers, you know, obviously have had their, had their troubles, but uh, it was a job that also helped me get to learn a lot about uh, or learn a little about a lot of things. And uh, that's prepared me well for what I'm doing now. Um, You know, as you can imagine, learning to be economical with your words, learning how to write an engaging headline, how to write an engaging lead, all of that can be really helpful when it comes time for work in in social media. Um, So I worked for, uh, after working in newspapers, I came to Penn State to work in their public relations office. I worked there for about five years. Um, and that experience included uh, a few years as social media manager, so I uh, helped in the managing of the main social media accounts for the university. Um, Penn State is a gigantic place, lots of communications people working university-wide, so that includes at a college level, at a campus level, at different departments. My office was concerned with the main accounts, the main, main social media presence for the university. Um, so that, and, and while working at Penn State, I was able to get a master's degree in higher education. Um, so that degree, coupled with that real-world real experience working in social media, um, I believe really helped me uh, be able to land this job, my current job, um, teaching about these sorts of things. So like this semester, I'll be teaching a class called Digital Public Relations and a class called PR Media and Methods. Um, so I was just kind of thinking about it today. Um, it really, my, my teaching semester is going to be about the traditional and these kind of emerging methods of, of doing public relations. Um, so it's just a, it's a really exciting time to, to get to teach students about these things. Um, and, and students are ambitious right now. They're, they're, they're really excited to, to start um, putting these, these lessons into work. That's awesome. I definitely, um, you know, it sounds like you definitely have had a really cool path to get you to where you are in terms of, like you said, starting as a newspaper reporter and kind of learning the ins and outs of journalism. And like you said, writing a lead and a headline, things that are super important, because, you know, obviously when you're doing social media posting, copy is 
largely what things depend on. I mean, you have the creative and the actual visual of what you're posting on social media. And then the copy is obviously what, you know, drives people to actually engage with the content. So I could see how that would be super useful skill to kind of develop. And, you know, awesome that you were also able to kind of get the education there and like, you know, kind of focus on more higher ed stuff um, to lead you into the, the job that you're in today. I'm curious kind of, you know, what, sort of things before you became you know before you started your job in social media like what sort of things um do you wish you would have kind of learned before you had gotten that first job in social media i mean obviously working kind of around social and around digital marketing there's kind of a lot of learning on the job i would imagine because things are always you know changing so quickly but i'm curious like kind of what are some things that you know you wish you would have learned before you jumped onto that that now that you're you know lecturing and actually teaching about these subjects um, that you would like to pass on to other people? Yeah, you know, I think, um, you know, just all kind of just sharpening my skills, I think, in in all matters of, of visual communications. Um, you know, I think uh, I, I, one of the things I really loved about working in in the university's public relations office is I got the chance to do some photography. I kind of uh, found a mentor in our full in the full time photographer there, and uh, he would take me out and show me, you know, uh, uh, show me the basics. And and I really enjoyed that part of the job. And and uh, I I believe that attractive photography is was one of the, the is, was one of the strong points of Penn State's social media presence. Um, we're blessed with having a beautiful campus here and, and alumni who are passionate about the place and get nostalgic very quickly. Um, so there was no shortage of good things to photograph. Um, so I think, you know, when I worked at the newspaper, you know, maybe I, I could have uh, I could have shown more interest in photography and maybe gone out a few times with some of the photographers and um, asked them about what they what exactly they were doing or why they set up a particular shot, um, you know, in, in a different way. I think, you know, that um, I was in a newspaper at a time where the, that idea of journalists becoming multimedia journalists was was evolving and you know we were in a small paper so we were um, in my later years that we were starting to do more of that sort of thing starting to think about producing video for for uh, for the web and uh, you know uh, we were doing some basics on social media um, I was not an early adopter by any means I, I you know was I should have been tweeting out my stories and doing whatever I could to get extra clicks clicks but didn't really think about it you know you were so focused on sure. on the task at hand um, so I think you know just uh, it would have been just trying to become more of a multi-tool, you know, in the digital space, you know, get, getting earlier, getting a quicker grasp of photography and video basics, I think would have been, uh, would have been the best. Think- and also just, just kind of, uh, uh, in your, I think just another thing too is I think you need thick skin in the job, and I think the the sooner I would have developed that, the better. Um, you know, because it is it is a creative endeavor. You are putting a little piece of yourself out there, and sometimes when a post is maybe uh, criticized or you have a a typo or something like that, it can be easy to you know to take it personally. You know, I, I definitely like that advice. I think, like you said, it's super impossible, or not super impossible, it's super crucial yeah. to be um, multi-layered or at least multifunctional in your abilities to, like you said, be able to write, be able to take, you know, videos and, and photos that are interesting to people so that they're, you know, engaging with that content. And I think, you know, it's just things have become so easy for us um, in the digital age to be able to do all of those sort of things. Like you said, when you first kind of started in the newspaper business, you know, it was kind of you focused on writing and that was your job and you had photographers who would go out and do that kind of work. But, you know, when you're running a lean 
um, you know, a lean operation at, at a university or, you know, maybe you're a small business or something like that, you're typically going to, you know, have to do a lot of those things with a very limited, um, very limited resources. So like you said, you need to be able to have those, you know, multifunctional skills. Um, so I could definitely see how that is, um, you know, super, super important for people. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, I'm, I'm also kind of curious, you know, when you were start when you were working at in the PR department specifically um, at yeah. Penn State University, um, when you were kind of starting up, were there other were there other colleges or other universities that you kind of look to for influence? Are there some out there right now that you think are, you know, aside from Penn State kind of using social media well? Yeah, you know, we've, um, you know, being a Big Ten school, um, the the big and you know communications offices have always seemed to work really well with each other. Um, they do an annual gathering. Um, I've been I was lucky enough to go to that for for two years in a row. Um, so I, I did you know uh, so I would wouldn't have to look much further than our than our peer schools in the Big Ten. Um, you know and I would especially give a shout out to Michigan State and and Michigan. They, they really do things well. Um, Michigan State in particular, I think. Um, does fantastic things, you know, with uh, with with video and, and photos and graphics. Um, you know, we uh, those were those are two definitely to look to. Um, you know, uh, and uh, you know because my my presentation is going to be about running a mascot account. Um, Michigan awesome. State has uh, has Sparty, um, right. and they just do a incredible job with with his social media as well. Just really, uh, you know, fun, quick videos. Um, you know, so they all around they they do a really great job. And, and we've actually uh, we brought in one of their their videographers, uh, Jim Peck, to uh, to speak at a at a Penn State focused social media conference that we do every year for our communicators. So um, it's it's really great that you know that our schools can kind of. Uh, share advice and, and come together yeah that is really cool that in uh yeah you know in the big 10 where obviously sports are so huge and like rivalries can become sure. uh super intense it is cool to hear about you know collaboration yeah. within the communications departments and really being able to to learn from each other and kind of um you know continually to advance the kind of knowledge of how people are, are going about using social media that's super awesome yeah yeah, you know, I think it's you know that there 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 would be pressures of the job, you know, uh, in in public relations, and um, and I think there it's it, it's nice when these when peers can kind of come together, almost kind of as a as a support group, you know, they all kind of understand the challenges and stresses of the job, and I think that's what kind of makes them kind of so receptive to to helping out, uh, you know, their, their fellow communicators. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I was looking on your uh, Twitter account this morning, and I had saw that you had tweeted out a picture of a textbook that you guys are using in your class this year, the uh, Maximize Your Social by Neil yes, Schaefer. And yes. I know Neil's been a speaker at our events before, and he's a really awesome guy. Okay. I'm kind of curious. I would love to kind of learn a little bit about, like, how you approach being able to teach social media in an age when things are changing so rapidly, right? Like, we, you know, obviously, sure. even regular textbooks in business or in, uh, you know, in social sciences and things like that, you're constantly having to redo new editions every yep. year. But I would imagine, like, you know, with social media, that's something that almost needs to be up updated quarterly or weekly so how do you kind of go about that yeah, yeah i mean you're, you're totally right about that and you know and i've had um you know colleagues here talk to me about just how tough it can be to find a, a good textbook for a social media class um i took one a social media strategies course as an elective uh about three or four years ago and uh the textbook for that class was, was very underwhelming and you know even the professor admitted that you know but uh, she had to have a textbook for the course and that was the best she could do um, and I think with Neil Schaefer's book, I think what's really cool about it is it's 
um, and I think it was published in 2013. Um, but uh, but I see it as a really good kind of primer for the students to kind of realize for to understand how they're going to make that transition from doing social media personally um, to doing it for for a brand, for a, for a school, for a nonprofit. And I think this book does a great job of that. And it's also very strong in in helping you develop a strategy. So you know, I think this is this is this could be a desk reference. I think for these students when when they leave. You know, I just told them that, that in, in class the other day. Um, and I think also then you you just need to realize that you can't just rely on the textbook. You know that you got to um, that an instructor has to always be keeping an eye out for for real real world examples. Um, uh, we're going to talk about uh, in class tomorrow about the eclipse. Uh, you know there was so much there that uh, you saw probably every brand wanted to somehow jump on it in right. some way. Um, you know, some of it was clever, some of it was very opportunistic and kind of cheesy, you know. Um, so I think, you know, just recognizing, oh, wow, that that's something there that is just ripe with all sorts of lessons about on social media. Um, you know, so I think, you know, that's, um, you know, you have a, you have a book, it's the, the good, a good foundation, and then you, um, you know, come prepared with, uh, you know, to share article links and, uh, you know, of, of, you know, relevant things that are happening right of the moment. Um, so I think that's what kind of, on its surface, it seems like it would be really tricky, but I think if you just, um, it, it just takes flexibility on the part of the students and the instructor to, to realize, you know, yeah, to, to introduce things and lessons as they come up. I mean, that makes plenty of sense. Basically being able to, like you said, laying the foundation and then being able to obviously keep up with the world of social media on a daily basis when you actually come into class every day. And like you said, yeah. talking about current events like the Eclipse. I know I did see quite a few brands sure. having their own version of uh, their products eclipsing something yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> That was awesome. Well, you know, yeah. I definitely we don't have a lot of time left, but before we, okay. you know, split, I want to be able to kind of preview a little bit about, you know, your presentation like you were talking about. You're going to be talking basically about how to be using mascots to juice people's uh, social media presences on university sure. campuses, right? Yep, exactly. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to talk about it, um, you know, and I think it's just because uh, it's a mascot account is just something fun, you know. It's uh, things can things can often get serious and very heavy. Um, a mascot is always going to be there to to lighten things up. Um, a mascot has multi generational appeal, you know. So it's uh, current students love the mascot, alums love the mascot, uh, you know. So that's and people are constantly taking photos of the mascot. Um, so when you run an account like this, there's really no shortage of content. Uh, the mascot is highly visible. They're always out there, out and about. It's easy to get a photo, easy to get a video. Um, and in state, I, I raided our uh, our archives at the library. Uh, set up there for about two hours and took all these, uh, um, you know, old old black and white photos and scanned them and, and created a, a folder of uh, photos that were good for for Twitter. You know, uh, and these were talking went back to the 1920s of our mascot. Um, so it's just, uh, I it was. So much fun to run that account because it was, um, it's it's a figure that's loved, um, and also this this presentation is going to be a bit a bit of a case study in how um, I was able to get the mascot um, a nomination for the mascot Hall of Fame. Oh my goodness! Um, the, the, yeah, yeah, the mascot Hall of Fame has existed for ten years as uh, just strictly online. And they're actually building a Hall of Fame in, in Whitting, Indiana. It's a, a suburb of Chicago. Uh, and just you know, saw that they had this and that our lion was not 
not involved. And uh, in our big rival, Ohio State, um, Bruce the Buckeye is in there, and so it was an injustice that I had had to fix. That's so um, awesome. And, uh, and so I, I reached out, and uh, you know, he said, uh, "Yeah, you know, uh, you fill out an application, and um, I'll send it to you." And then uh, a few days later, you know, uh, the guy who runs it, David Raymond, who was actually the former uh, Philadelphia Philly, uh, the, or, I'm sorry, the Philly fanatic. Um, he he said, you know, yeah, we're we're confident that, that Penn State would make a suitable uh, nominee. You know, just just make sure you complete the uh, the form. Um, so last in October of 2016, we were announced as nominate uh, as a nominee, um, along with five other mascots from from the collegiate and professional ranks. There was an online vote that that Penn State just dominated and uh, as usually happens with Penn State we have just a, a very large alumni a large and passionate alumni base I can imagine um, and yeah so we uh, so we we won the online vote and there's still some other voting that needs to be done by the organizers and donors of the museum um, but we're hoping that by the fall we'll find out if if the lion is is inducted um, but so, yeah, so that's going to be kind of a case study as part of my presentation, you know, that uh, an example of how an offline event like a nomination into a, a Hall of Fame um, can provide just a, a, a plethora of content for social media. Um, and I imagine that there will be several people, you know, a lot of people in attendance who probably have a mascot that has quite a history and, and a fan following, and this may be something that, that they want to pursue. Yeah, I, I mean, that's so awesome. As someone who was uh, the mascot for my high school, the Mustang, oh, cool. uh, I can definitely appreciate and have a soft spot in my heart for the fact that there is a mascot <laughs> Hall of Fame developing and that you guys are in the running for that. That's super awesome. Yeah, I think it's going to be a place that really is going to aim to, to um, increase the respect that the person behind in the suit gets. You know, I think that it's really going to um, – I think that it's, there's some literature that actually uh, talks about uh, – the art of, of being a mascot, you know, so I think it's going to be a really cool place. That's yeah, that, that is super awesome. And I also really like the idea that you had that, you know, you went back and raided the archives looking for old photos of the mascot. Yeah. I mean, a lot of, you know, obviously schools like Penn state and ones back East have been around for a long time have a really storied history with uh, their mascots. And, you know, this day and age with Instagram being all about the uh, throwback Thursdays, like that's such a perfect, sure. yep. uh, perfect treasure trove of all of that material. Yeah, yeah, no shortage of, of things for social media holidays like that. And and also, you know, stuff for regular holidays. I have a, a photo of our mascot sitting on Santa's lap and, you know, just, just all kinds of stuff like that. It was, it was just, I found so many great things. That's awesome. Well, Bill, we really do appreciate you taking time for the uh, Social Media Strategies podcast today, and we're really excited to uh, see your presentation about mascots in Boston. I hope everybody who's listening uh, will be equally excited. Um, so we, we really do appreciate you taking time, and we are um, look forward to seeing you in Boston in a couple months. Yeah, no problem. I can't wait. This will be my first trip to the city, so I'm, I'm really excited. That's awesome. Well, we look forward to seeing you there. And um, if anybody wants to get in contact with you or wants to kind of follow along with what you're doing there at Penn State, is Twitter the best place to kind of um, follow along? Yeah, that that would be uh, that'd be fantastic. Uh, my my handle is uh, this is underscore Bill Z, and, and uh, you could also email me too. My my email is wfz1 at psu.edu and uh, yeah always happy to, to talk about these sorts of things well awesome thank you very much for taking the time bill and we look forward to seeing you in boston all right thanks Coleco. have yourself a great day thanks so much all right you too bye-bye 
Well, thanks so much to Bill Zimmerman for joining us on the podcast today. And thank you so much for you guys for listening in to another episode of the Social Media Strategies Podcast. If you'd like more information about how you can attend the Boston Social Media Strategies Summit for Higher Education, all you got to do is go to socialmediastrategiesummit.com. You'll be able to find a link to our Boston event as well as the other events that we do throughout the year in San Francisco, Chicago, and New York. Also, if you're online, be sure to follow us on Twitter at SMS underscore summit and on the event hashtag hashtag SMS summit. Also, we really do appreciate it if you guys could give us uh, a review on the iTunes store. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, but if you could also leave us a review, we'd really appreciate it. Let us know how we're doing, how we can improve the show, or what topics that you really enjoy hearing more about. That definitely helps us improve things for you. So thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Social Media Strategies Podcast. Until next time, aloha.